0: Hello, and welcome to the sermons of Our Saviour Lutheran Church in Fort Capel, Saskatchewan. I'm Pastor Joshua Kertenbeck. Today is the second Sunday in Lent, also known as Reminiscere. Our Gospel reading comes from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 15th chapter. Jesus went away from there and withdrew to the district of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a Canaanite woman from the region came out and was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. And her daughter was healed instantly. This is the word of the Lord. Our sermon was recorded previously at our divine service. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. When our Lord had heard of the death of John the Baptist, He withdrew to a desolate place, yet the people still followed him. Eventually, he withdrew out of the Jewish territory into the district of Tyre and Sidon. This region was close to Galilee and the land of the northern kingdom of Israel in history. They were Canaanite cities and Canaanite territories, and so Gentile cities. And territories though as we can tell from our gospel reading this morning they were not cut off from the news of our Lord Jesus even in his earthly ministry for a Canaanite woman from that region came out and was crying have mercy on me O Lord son of David my daughter is severely oppressed by a demon this woman was desperate and helpless Her daughter was severely oppressed by a demon, and there was no help to be found. Being Gentiles, she and her daughter were already under the dark cloud of idolatry and the influence of Satan, but her daughter, for whatever reason, was now being severely oppressed. We do not know what it looked like, but from our other descriptions in the Gospels, we can imagine that she was convulsing or stricken with stiffness, she may have been physically or mentally tormented, she may have been overcome with dangerous and peculiar behaviours. No matter what it was, this poor girl's mother could do nothing for her. Doubtless, though, she tried possibly going to a canaanite or greek priest for an incantation or spell to try to remove it she may have even sought out a jewish exorcist if there were any in the area as we know from acts there were traveling jewish exorcists whatever she had tried though it did not work her daughter was still severely oppressed by a demon no matter what she had tried and no matter how long at some point though she heard about jesus she had heard someone speaking about jesus and how he was a great miracle worker one able to heal the sick and cast out demons and how some of the jews thought that he was the promised jewish messiah the son of david this word accompanied by the holy spirit Kindled faith in the heart of this Canaanite woman, who has now despaired of herself, knowing herself to be helpless and powerless to help her daughter. In such a person who has despaired of their own ability to help themselves, the Holy Spirit creates faith, trust in Jesus Christ. Thus, this woman trusts that Jesus would be able to heal her daughter. And so she seeks him out when she hears that he has come into the region. And when she finds him, she cries and keeps crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. But he did not answer her a word. Despite not receiving an answer from Jesus, she continues to cry, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She continues to call on him while she follows him, and he treats her faith like that of many before. He tests it, tries it, like Abraham and Sarah waiting for the child that was promised them. Later, as Abraham was told to slay his son, David waiting on the Lord to deliver him from Saul and his other enemies, our Lord, in his silence, was trying her faith in order to refine it as silver is tried by fire so that it becomes all the more pure. The Lord was trying her faith that, he might sh- that it might show itself all the more pure and strong. The trial of her faith goes on so long that the disciples become frustrated with her and beg the Lord to send her away. For she continued to follow and cry out on the Lord for mercy. So far, her faith has been steadfast in his silence. Then our Lord speaks to his disciples as the trying of her faith continues. I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, he says. And now we see the steadfastness and perseverance of her faith. It seemed like a rejection because of her background, because she had no claim on him as saviour, because he was sent only to the sheep of Israel and not to those who did not belong to the fold. But rather than abandon hope, her faith propelled her forward. She continued to trust in the words she heard about Jesus, about how he was merciful. And so she came and knelt before him, in the posture of worship and reverence, saying, Lord, help me. Now he speaks directly to her. It is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. Here he calls the people of Israel the children of the household, and his ministry and miracles and teaching bread. She, however, is called a dog. Note, however, in Greek the word is diminutive, meaning a little dog, as in the kind that is kept in the house as a pet, not a wild street dog. And so her faith seizes on to this word and sees in it a promise. She says, yes, Lord, even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. The Holy Spirit, through faith, has brought about in her a deep humility, She says, Yes, Lord, I am a dog. We Gentiles are all unclean, like dogs, following after idols. Yes, Lord, I am a dog, but you call me a little dog, a house dog, and as such a dog that a good master would not let it starve, so it is allowed to eat even the crumbs which may fall from the table. Faith sees what others might see as an insult and grabs hold of the promise found therein. So too, because of faith, we rejoice in our crosses, sufferings, and insults from others, because we know that through them the Father is shaping us after the pattern of his Son. Through such crosses he is preparing us for the kingdom which will have no end and which is filled with unending joys. And see how the Lord responds to this woman. O woman, great is your faith. How good and how gracious is our Lord Jesus, that he who through the Holy Spirit granted her this faith, now praises her for it. He who granted her faith, who preserved her faith in trial, and who keeps it within her now, praises her for that faith. He encourages her here by his word and gladdens her heart and says to her, be it done for you as you desire. And so her daughter was healed in that very instant. But how can we reconcile these statements of our Lord beforehand with his actions here? How can he say, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, and then help one of the house of Canaan? How can can he say it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs, before giving her the bread of life. There is no contradiction, though at first there may seem like there is one. For the true Israel is the Israel of faith. By flesh she was a daughter of Sidon, but by faith our Lord made her a daughter of Abraham, grafting her into Israel. By birth and by deed she was a dog, unclean and impure, Yet by faith she has been transformed into a child of God and a member of the household, invited to eat freely of the bread of life. Such a transformation and change can never come about by works or merit. No matter how much anyone works, they cannot change the nature of a thing to be something else. Those who are born in sin, who live in sin, who are stained by it both in thought Word and action and birth cannot work that condition away. Only God can create new hearts within us. Only God can make us members of his only Son. Only God can make us who are sinful dogs by birth into beloved children. This only comes about by his grace and is received by faith. Our faith receives what our works Could never merit the forgiveness of sins, the renewal of our hearts and minds, and our regeneration so that we are made children of God. This can only come by our Lord's working by His Holy Spirit, who accompanies His word of salvation, which proclaims that we cannot merit our salvation, but that our Lord Jesus has by His death on the cross, and He communicates it to us by faith that we who believe, he imputes his righteousness, so that we are justified before God. See, too, how, while she asks only for crumbs, our Lord is not stingy with his grace, but lavish. He does not keep her as a dog, but makes her into a child. He does not reluctantly go with her to cast out the Spirit, but he does so with joy, so that from afar... She is healed, so that when the woman goes home, her daughter will be well and waiting for her. So too he is with us. Our Lord does not give us crumbs of his grace and favour, but he richly feeds us. He does not merely make a beginning of our salvation and leave the rest of it to us, or simply promise that he will top off what we lack once we have done our very best, but only when we've done our very best. No, he is the author and finisher of our faith. He makes its beginning and feeds and nourishes it by his word and his sacraments, and he tends it and brings it to its completion and fullness. When he suffered, he did not suffer and pay only for original sin or for sins before baptism, but for all our sin, so that we who believe in him He forgives our sins according to his promise. So let us follow the example of the faith of our dear sister, this unnamed Canaanite woman and sinner by birth, but true Israel and saint by faith. Let us also recognize and realize our utter helplessness and our reliance on God, not only for our spiritual needs, but for all of our physical needs as well. Let us recognize and confess before God our great sinfulness and corruption, and examine ourselves so that we may see that we have not and cannot keep God's law with the rigor that he demands. Let us also recognize the great and many dangers that surround us, which threaten both our bodies and our souls. Let us recognize that the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour we must always remember that he desires nothing more for us than for our faith to go to ruin, for it to crumble and fade away, and for us to face the same judgment that he does, which we also deserve by our sin. If we realize and remember these things and keep them in mind, we will likewise always remember to call upon our Lord in prayer for mercy and aid so that he would, for the sake of the innocent sufferings and death of his beloved Son, have mercy on us and forgive us our sins. Not because we deserve it, but for the sake of his Son, who died for us. When we remember this, we will come to him with faith and fervour, and with constant crying out as the Canaanite woman, despairing of any hope in ourselves, but putting all of our hope and confidence and trust in, in him instead, trusting him to protect us from all dangers of body and soul, and to keep us steadfast to the end. For that is the truest and highest worship of God, to trust in him alone, to have faith in him for our salvation, to entrust to him all of our cares and burdens in this life to him, and to rely on him only, even when he seems as if he has shut our cries out of his ears when it seems as if he is slow to fulfill his promises for we must bear the cross now but he does not ignore our pleas for mercy rather he is there to strengthen us and it will in the right time act according to what he knows best for our salvation and so let us make use of the appointed means which he has given to us to strengthen our faith which he gives to us as bread from his table, who have been made children by faith, though dogs from birth. Let us make use of confession and absolution, which he has given us that we may hear our sins are forgiven, so that we may hear that those sins which trouble us and which the devil and the flesh try to throw in our face to separate us from Christ are forgiven for Christ's sake by faith. That we may be strengthened let us hold fast to his word wherein his holy spirit is active that we may grow in faith and love by his working in us let us come with repentant faith to his holy supper where he gives us not crumbs but the bread of life his body and blood to eat and drink for the forgiveness of our sins and the strengthening of our faith even if we were only to receive a mere crumb of the host, and a drop of the chalice, he gives to us the fullness of his body and blood, the fullness of his grace and mercy and forgiveness to those who believe. And so knowing that we have been made children by grace, let us exercise our faith also in the manner of the Canaanite woman, for she, despaired, she, for she desired help for her daughter. And in looking for help for another, she said, Lord, help me. She saw her daughter as herself. Helping her daughter was as good as helping herself. Let us always see our neighbor in this way, that we would help and love them as we would ourselves, so that we would share the gospel and encourage others as we would have them share that with us so that we may feed and clothe and defend our neighbour as we would have them do to us if we were in their position. For when we recognise our helpless state, and how God has helped us and continues to help us, we cannot but exercise our faith through the love of others, so that through these acts to God's glory they may see God's works of salvation for them, that they too... By God's grace may join us the Canaanite woman and all the saints in his glory when he returns may God grant this to us all amen and now may the peace of God surpasses all understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord amen